0: The huge elephant let out another bellicose roar, lifting its trunk in the air before slapping it down again on the mud, spraying dirty water in a high arc all over the crowd. People screamed and scurried for cover. Mason could see that the life was draining from the beast. In less than 30 minutes, it would run out of energy altogether. If he was to save it from drowning in the mud, he had to coordinate his men fast. He whistled to Joseph, his newly appointed head ranger, and the most competent man he had. "'Leave us, Joseph!' he shouted. Joseph, a slender but strong, bright-eyed young man, with a roguish smile that seemed permanently etched on his face, waved to a group of uniformed rangers who were standing along the bank. Each man bore a ten-foot length of thick bamboo, and on Joseph's signal they inched forward in a line and plunged their poles deep into the mud. Still waist-deep in the muddy water below, Mason guided them forward, edging their poles gingerly into the space behind the thick spine of the elephant. Satisfied with the setup, Mason held up a hand to instruct everyone to hold their positions. The men braced themselves while Joseph ran along the bank, shouting at the onlookers to move back, pushing them away with a dismissive wave of his hand. It seemed as though the whole village had come to the watering hole to watch the action. Over a hundred people were gathered, jostling, craning, climbing to get a view of the crazy white man in the water with the bull. Among them, the headman, Mwamba Kiba, Joseph's father, tall, heavily built, greying a little above the ears, watched it all with a wry smile. He had to hand it to the Englishman. He was determined. Mason had become popular with the locals. The first thing he'd encouraged Florence to see was that they stood no chance against the poachers without the help of the community. The regiment had taught him that. Winning hearts and minds mattered above all else, especially when you’re in a combat situation on someone else’s turf. Shortly after arriving, he’d increased the park’s manpower, employing Joseph as his deputy and using old military contacts to source new uniforms, boots and burgens. He’d convinced Florence to spend money on a dozen AK-47s, as well as five reconditioned G3s with night scopes. He'd built an assault course for physical training, a classroom and several new sentry points and covert hides in the bush. But the main thing that Mason had built was camaraderie. The poachers were much better funded than the reserve, so if he had any chance of defeating them, he needed the community to take a stake. He had to make them see that the elephants were their own and today was a prime opportunity. Mason had no doubt that getting the bull elephant out of the watering hole would help to get everyone behind the cause. He scrambled out of the hole, drenched head to toe in mud, beard dripping lumps of brown goo onto the ground, as he ran around to the front of the elephant. He reached down and grabbed the rope that he had thrown over the enormous front leg, shouting to the crowd to move back. Joseph reversed the digger down the hill, and Mason hooked the ends of the rope around its mechanical bucket, securing it with two strong knots. Everything was set. Mason crouched onto his haunches and looked the elephant in the eye. The poor wretch looked forlornly back at him, and he could hear its laboured breath above the noise of the crowd. He knew it was terrified, confused about what was happening to it. I need you to help us, Mason said to the elephant, his voice calm and reassuring. You can do this.